Welcome back to Plugged In, man. It's been a minute. Haven't been able to record. Been a little busy, but we back. It's week 13, almost the end of the year. We know who the pretenders are. We know who the real ones are. And we got everybody else in the middle trying to get into the playoff race. So week 13, I got a couple matchups I like. Um, I do like this Bills-New England game. I'm gonna run through a couple games and just honestly just give my give my opinion on what I, how I think the game's gonna go. So we got Bills New England tonight Thursday night. It's a divisional game. Um, honestly, Josh Allen the Bills to me look like they've taken a little dip the last month or so of the season. Josh doesn't really look like himself. Uh, could be injury. Could be just the fact that he doesn't have that many you know, as many weapons or, you know, whatever it is. The Bills' defense also has been really banged up, who I believe is one of the better defenses in the league, but they do need their two safeties. So it's supposed to be a really uh, windy game. It's in New England. Bills favored by four, uh, 38 degrees, 13-mile-per-hour winds. Um, I think this is a game that Josh Allen uses his legs. You look at any of the past contests between the Bills and New England. Now, you look at the last matchups between the Bills and Patriots. We got the playoff game and then the last two years, uh, those games. Josh has ran for 6 for 66, 12 for 64, and 6 for 39. That's a combined 169 yards rushing for Josh in three games. That's 56 per game. Josh Allen is also the leading rusher for the Bills. Um, You consider the type of defensive coordinator that Bill Belichick is, I'm sure the Bills are going to show run early so that Bill knows, yes, Josh, his legs are going to be a factor tonight. He's going to have to defend that. So I do think Josh has a big game rushing. I took the over on underdog. Shout out underdog. Tell them boys to sponsor me. That's a whole nother thing. But yeah, I think Josh Allen has a big day. I do think it's interesting to see what the Bills can do about this second receiver because I like Gabe Davis as a downfield threat. But outside of Diggs, man, I feel like the Bills need just another sure hand. Like last year, they had Emmanuel Sanders, and that that was good for them. Like I, I feel like Jarvis Landry would have been really nice for them. They just need a guy who can get open and is a is a sure handed catcher. Um, but I say that in their slot receiver, uh, I forget his name. It's horrible podcasting right now. But number six, I forget his name. Little small slot guy. He had a big game against New England last time, mainly because New England likes to play man or too high or these combined coverages, combo coverages that that have man on, you know, these slots. So we'll see how the slot receiver does. I, in my opinion, I think uh, Josh runs for a ton and I think Diggs finally, finally goes off. He usually does pretty well against the Patriots also because of the man coverage. So. I got the Bills in this one. Um, we'll see how it rocks out. Like I said, it's going to be a windy game, so that could always be a factor. And it's always interesting to see how Bill Belichick uh, plays defense against you know one of the best quarterbacks, best offenses in the league. So that'll be interesting to see. Next game we got is Jets-Vikings. And I'm be honest, man. 
I know a lot of y'all probably won't watch this one, but I think this is a trap game for the Vikings. Now, the Vikings are at home, and it's very hard to go up there in Minnesota with those crazy-ass fans. Man, Minnesota travels. I've been to Chargers games in Minnesota's out there just filling the stadium. So I do fuck with the Vikings for that cultural aspect. But this could be a trap one for Minnesota, especially especially if the left tackle is not playing. Because I know he's been out, Christian Darisaw, I know he's been out a little bit. Um, and that's the last thing that the Vikings need because this Jets defense Hey, man, next year or two, they're going to be top five. They're probably already top five now. But if they can retain Quentin Williams and if they can get, you know, just another piece. We've seen Robert Salah in, in San Francisco. We have we now have the same strategy out here in New York with these first round picks on the D-line. If he could get another body down there, these Jets, they're, they're going to be something, man. You can always do well when you build in the trenches. So. I do think this is a trap game for Minnesota. Um, you want to get out to a lead early for sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Mike White for the Jets is going to be poised enough. I don't know if he can be dog enough to go out in Minnesota and, and still a dub. Um, I do think it's a tougher game than most think for Minnesota and for Kirk. We all know. When you put that pressure on Kirk, he's a different guy. He he gets to hugging that ball. He goes to falling down like Peyton Manning in his late years. When you get to Kirk early, he's a different guy. I will say, Kirk, Jimmy G, they'll hang in there and they'll make some damn good throws. But it's something about if you get to them early and they get to, oh, fuck, this is going to be a long day type thing. I think it's something if you get to those boys early, they start to change. We've seen when Dallas played Minnesota, Micah got that hit on them in the first drive, and it was like a snowfall effect from then on. Like, it was just horrible. Kirk, I mean, he was bad. So look out for this game, man. I, I do like the matchup with J.J. and Sauce Gardner. I will say I think J.J. wins just because Sauce doesn't really play in the slot that much. And there's a lot of misdirection, misconception that the Vikings do on offense outside of just being in the slot. So you already have Sauce playing in the slot, which he's not that familiar with. And I could be wrong. I haven't watched too much film on Sauce this year, but I don't think he plays in the slot that much. I don't think he's going to have fun traveling. He's he's a longer guy, long-legged Usually those guys don't play in the slot. So I know they're going to have a lot of misdirection with J.J., maybe put him in the backfield, put him in the slot, fake left, go the other way. I think, it, you know, I think he's going to, Sauce is going to win a, a battle or two, but I, I do think J.J., who's now crazy as it sounds, a vet, I think he's going to get the best of Sauce. Um, so I, I think if J.J. wins that matchup, I think, well, I can't even say that. If the offensive line can protect Kirk Cousins, I think they win the game. But if the Jets get a spontaneous turnover, if they get a special team score, mm, tight booty time, tight booty hole time. You got to be worried if you're Minnesota at that point because you don't want this to turn into a game because the Jets defense can get after it a little bit. So got to be careful, Kirk. Next up, we got Titans and Eagles, another game I'm a fan of. 
Um, I think this is also a trap game for the Eagles. I think this is not a good matchup for the Eagles because, man, the Titans are a good team. Like, people, I know it's not fun to watch the Titans. It's not exciting. But you want to see a well-coached team, a technical team, a focused team. These Titans are good, man. Really, really good. And I know they lost to Cincinnati last week, but I think that's more of a testament to Cincinnati and Joe than that is of Tennessee. And when you look at the matchup, like I said, it's not a good matchup because the Titans stopped the run well. Top five in the league in stopping the run. And that's the Eagles' bread and butter. And one thing I try to tell y'all about these Eagles, I don't, I'm not sold on them, man. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. We haven't seen how things go when everything goes away. When everything goes wrong, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts have to make wrong things right. So until I see that, until I see a pass rush ting off on Jalen Hurts, you guys can hold all that MVP talk because I don't, and I don't, I'm not that sold on this Eagles team. Now, if they finish the number one seed, there's a good chance that they can go all the way because they get that buy. But if they fuck around and drop a couple games here towards the end of the season, whoo, it's not going to be pretty. I think they still advance depending on teams they play. But I do think the Eagles are susceptible. And I know losing Goddard is a huge loss also for Jalen Hurts because that's one of his favorite targets, one of his outlets, easy throws. Um, So we'll see how this matchup goes. I honestly think Derrick Henry runs all over him. I don't care that they got Ndamukong Sue. Him and Fletcher Cox are almost one in the same. It seems like they play when they want to. You know, Fletcher Cox plays his best during primetime games and matchup games against the Cowboys, against teams Fletcher Cox wants to play against. Same thing with Ndamukong Sue. Um, I do think he helps bolster their run defense, but adding Lin- Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue, in my opinion, it don't do that much. Honestly, Jordan Davis is the one when he gets back, he'll be the one, but Linval Joseph have, has been a part of horrible run defense for like the past three years. You know, he plays really high. He's not the athlete he once was on the Giants. I don't, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. But I do think Titans end up running this thing right down the Eagles' throat. Eagles also lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson this past week for a little bit. And I think he's one of their better players. Makes their defense. It allows their defense to be a lot more versatile. So I think the Eagles will kind of take some body blows here. We'll see how they respond. They are at home. They have been the best team in the league by record. I don't think they're the best team in the league, but they do have a run game. It's the best thing you can have, a great offensive line. Um, We'll see if Tennessee can actually get some pass rush going, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to be gritty. It's not going to be pretty, but I could really see, you know, Tennessee really handing them another loss here. And then, you know, Eagles still have to play the Giants twice, I believe, the Commanders once more, and the Cowboys. So, you know, it's very possible the Eagles drop that one seed and, you know, the Vikings or the Cowboys or the Niners can end up, you know, that one seed will be up for grabs. The NFC is wild right now, honestly. That conference is just anybody's right now. Um, So, you know, tune in to that Eagles-Titans game because I really do think 
it's going to be a great game, and I do think it's going to be a tough one for the Eagles to make. Let's see how A.J. Brown does against his former team. I know he's been he, – he missed a couple practices due to illness. Last week he wasn't 100%. I hope he's 100%. I really do think he will serve this secondary. Um, I don't think the Eagles have used A.J. Brown enough. I think that the Eagles need to remove the binky as well. And I'm not trying to go in on the Eagles here, but look, I'm a Cowboys fan. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, look, seriously, the Eagles are kind of spoon feeding Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? They got to release the whole playbook to him. You know, we can't just run these RPOs, these simple concepts, these simple now throws. Um, we, they they gotta they gotta let them grow, man. They let they gotta let them fly. I want to see AJ Brown used a lot more. He should get at least two bubble screens a game. Um, you gotta create more opportunities for him. You know, give him some handoffs. They gotta get him more acclimated because he's the number one. Devontae Smith's been getting his, and Jalen Hurts Pepperstein's, but they gotta get AJ Brown involved to win this game because I think Miles Sanders gets shut down. I don't think Miles Sanders is the type to run against a tough defense. And next up, we got 49ers Dolphins. Ooh, this. I thought this would be the best game. It's going to be this or the Chiefs-Bengals game. This is going to be a sexy-ass matchup. We got McDaniels going back to San Francisco to play his old team. This one's going to be good. You got McDaniels with his new young quarterback and everything he's ever wanted to run, being under Kyle Shanahan, and now he has his own team. And, man, he's they've been doing great. I mean, Tyreek Hill has been amazing. Jalen Waddle has been amazing. The concepts, the scheme, everything from Miami has been amazing. And yo, shout out to McDaniels. He should probably be coach of the year, him or Vrabel. But you know, why not give it to McDaniels? He's a first year coach. But um, man, Niners are riding high, dog. Niners are the bully in the schoolyard, man. Don't nobody want to see the Niners. I don't want to see the Niners. I hate the Niners. I don't want to see them because they they have everything. They have the ability to force the matchup, right? They have the offensive line. They have the defensive line. They have the defense to play any offense, and they have the offense to play any defense. You know what I mean? So no one wants to see the fucking Niners right now. They're riding high. It's the same as last year. You ask me, Niners are my pick to take it all. You know, warranting any injury, I think the Niners go all the way this year and win that thing. But anyway... The Dolphins-Niners matchup will be a good one. I do think Tua struggles. I think Tua struggles because I think the Niners are going to get some interior pressure. And Tua, great timing, great accuracy, great pocket presence, all that. Um, But kind of like Hurts, how do things look when everything ain't going right? When timing ain't there um, or isn't there? How do things look? Because Tua's a very now thrower, and that's kind of been a lot of their concepts and formations, which honestly is not a bad idea. A bunch of now throws, a bunch of reads, and then you're here. The quick hit the back foot, it's out. Um, but what happens when the defense knows you're doing that? What happens when the defense can play too high because their front seven is good enough to stop the run? They don't need an extra defender in the box. What happens now? You know, and I think 
you know, Jeff Wilson, I like him a lot. Came from the Niners. He runs very hard. I'm sure he's going to run very hard versus this team. But I think the biggest thing for the Dolphins is Teron Armstead being out, the left tackle, man, because they just going to throw Nick Bosa over there. And I don't even know who their left tackle backup is, but he's about to get his ass whooped. And pray for Tua, man. It's going to be tough. They're going to run some loops, some stunts inside to get Nick to get crashing inside and show pressure in front of Tua's face. And I think, yo, if Tua is able to do this thing against the Niners this weekend, I think he's MVP, in my opinion. He's got to be MVP. He turns around against one of the best defense in the league with your left tackle down. And obviously, no one's going to be able to guard Tyreek Hill. I don't give a damn who you have. The Niners ain't going to be able to guard Tyreek Hill. So if they're able to have time or if they're on their timing, if Tua is able to get that ball out and everything's running smoothly, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see if the Dolphins can hang with the Niners and, and block them and stay in their philosophy. But I also think if the games flip, I think it's interesting to see how the Niners look playing down because... As much as I love the Niners, as much as I think they're the Super Bowl pick for me, and I and I think they can match up with anybody, I do think the Niners are the worst when trailing. Because Jimmy G, he's not built to throw that thing over 30, 33 times. You know what I mean? So this is going to be an interesting, interesting game. You know, this could possibly be a Super Bowl matchup. You know what I mean? I love these two teams. I love the philosophies, the running games of these two teams. This offense is so creative. You know, I will say the Dolphins' defense is not that good. You know what I mean? They need Byron Jones back, and they need to get better at tackling. I love Javon Holland, the safety. He's going to be a really good player in years to come. But the Dol- And I love Jalen Phillips, edge rusher. I love that guy. He was one of my pet cats two years ago in the draft. He's really good. He's also going to be a really good pass rusher. But they need interior presence. They need a a second-level defender and some better tackling. So we'll see how they pose. I know Debo's been kind of nicked up with a hamstring. Um, McCaffrey's been kind of nicked up. So we'll we'll see. Um, But nonetheless, this is going to be a great game, man. Great game. I I got the Niners, man. They're home. I think they're going to pressure Tua. I think Tua is tough for him to see over that line. I know Tua is not a a super small guy, but it's still pretty hard for Tua to see over that that line. And everything's timing, man. And if, you know, people who don't really notice, we're not saying Tua doesn't have the strength to get the ball down the field. We're saying Tua doesn't have the strength to get the ball outside the numbers, to get the ball in tight spaces. You know what I mean? To throw the ball on the run to a certain area. You know, Tua's very accurate. He's very good making decisions. But I do think he struggles with arm strength. And I do think he kind of struggles escaping pressure. So we'll we'll see how that is, man. Then we got chiefs Bengals AFC Championship rematch. This one's going to be a great one as well. We got Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. This game's definitely ending on a field goal, last minute score, you know, possibly OT. I would not be surprised. I'm so happy they gave the late slate, the 130 game. 
um, because this is going to be a great game. I think Joe Mixon is a huge, huge factor this game. Um, Right now, he's questionable to play the game. Um, But the Chiefs run defense, not that good. You know, Chris Jones, another guy, not, you know, he's not like Fletcher Cox, but he kind of like he's, you know, when he's on, he's on. And can't nobody block him in the league. No one. Um, So, you know, if he's on his bullshit, I could see him shutting down a lot. But he's, he's just one player. And when you look at that Chiefs defense, you know, I don't know how many elite or Pro Bowl players you have outside of Chris Jones. You know, I mean, Justin Reed over here running his mouth like he's an elite and he's a very good player. But, I, you know, you just gave them bulletin board material. And, you know, that's just not good for a guy like Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase. If he's back, which he's expected to be back his first week. Yo, like Justin Reed, what are you what are you doing, man? Just just handle your business. You gonna call out T. Higgins. You done called out Hearst. You know, you going back and forth with Chase on there, and it's just like, dog, somebody get the, the, the camera and mic out of his face. Um I'm I'm gonna go bangles, man. I'm gonna go bangles just because the Bengals need this. The Bengals are in the same position as they were last year. And I think their defense is playing great. B.J. Hill, D.J. Reader playing really good inside. They did a great job on Derrick Henry last week. Averaged 2.6 yards per carry. He had that long screen. But, man, this defense is playing team defense. Their defensive coordinator makes great adjustments after half. And, you know, Pat, we're going to see. I love Pat. I think he's going to do it. But. This is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Um, It's going to come down to the best kicker. Um, But like I said, if Joe Mixon is playing, we've seen what happened last year. You know, Joe Mixon can go for three TDs. Joe Mixon can dictate this game. And I think the Bengals offensive line, you know, week by week, getting a little better, getting a little better. They definitely are built to run the ball. And like I said, Chiefs. Not very good uh, defending the run. The defense is not good at all, to be honest with you. Very susceptible. uh, Very opportunistic defense. They like to create negative plays. You see a lot of blitzing, a lot of robber coverage, a lot of trying to provoke you to make a bad play. But, you know, that's pretty much all they got. Um, So we'll see, man. Hopefully the Bengals can receive this and just take advantage and never look back. They're going to have to do great against Mahomes, though. You ask me if I'm if I'm playing Mahomes, we're shutting down Kelsey, specifically in the red zone. Now, if you have a defender, Avon Bell, you know, you like matchup, you know, no one's going to cover Kelsey. But specifically in the red zone, if you could hold the Chiefs to three, I don't think I, I like Pacheco a lot. The running back, I don't think he's running on this Bengals defense. I'd be surprised if Pacheco has over 66 yards against this defense. They're a really good run defense, really good front seven. Um, So we'll see, man. I think if this game is won, Patty's going to have to throw for over 300, three TDs. Um, And I think he's fully capable. But I do think Joe sneaks that thing in there. You know, if Frank Clark and Chris Jones on their bullshit, you know, we got a chance here. But 
If you ask me if the Bengals go in against this defense saying, look, all we got to do is, is block up Chris Jones and Frank Clark, I think he can handle that. So I'm going Bengals. Um, I love Joe Burrow as a competitor. I love the bulletin board shit that Justin Reed gave. Um, and I love the the run matchup. I don't think the Chiefs can stop the run. So I'm going to go Bengals here, man. And lastly, we got the Chargers versus the Raiders. The most stanky ass Raiders. Man, the Raiders have been bad. They ain't been playing. They've been in one, one possession games, honestly, though, the last three weeks. I think they've been playing hard. Um, a big proponent of that is Josh Jacobs. And it's interesting they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I'm be honest. As good as he's playing, I still wouldn't care. I wouldn't pick that damn option up. He's like 25 years old. He's going to command a ton of money. Um, he's, you know, I he's had a good amount of touches with the Raiders. He's also a guy, I know this year he hasn't really had the injury history, but he's a guy with a lot of injury history. So we'll see if they end up picking that up for him. But I will say he's been the identity of this Raiders offense. There's times where the passing game is not there. The run game has been consistent. I mean, this man had 300-plus total yards, yards from scrimmage last week. And, yes, the Seahawks' run defense sucks, but, my God. I mean, just get this man the ball. It's been amazing what he's done for the Raiders. Um, Chargers, horrible at the run. Probably the only team worse then the damn Chiefs and Seahawks are the charge. Chargers are so bad against the run, and they're supposed to fix this this offseason. Um, the guy they brought over from the Rams, he's out. He's hurt. Just gaping holes in this defense. I think Josh Jacobs runs all over these guys, especially Vegas is at home. They're coming off a win. They're going to be turned. I got the Raiders in this thing. Uh, you know, uh, unless Herbert put, I don't see Herbert pulling pulling anything out. Mike Mike Williams being out, I think hurts. Um, the the Chargers do need to win, but I think they'll start winning here late. They got a couple of divisional games; they'll be fine. They'll make it in the playoffs, in my opinion. Hopefully, they can get healthy late, get Bosa back, get Mike Williams back. Keenan stays healthy. They got Josh Palmer, a nice trio of receivers here. Austin Eckler. They got their rookie running back. I think they'll be solid, but the defense, it is what it is. It's it's been bad. It's been bad the last three, four years. It's gonna, you know, it's it's just bad defense. Outside of Derwin James, uh Sante Samuel and the Rushers, there's just not much in the middle of that defense. I do like Drew Tranquil a lot, but man, I mean, they they can't defend the run at all. And I don't think they have anyone to defend Devontae Adams. He went off the last time they played. So, hey, tough one for the Chargers. I would love to see her pull this out and to to mute the haters. But I do got the Raiders in this one. I think Josh Jacobs has a day. That's all for week 13. I'll try to get back with you guys for a recap Monday and give you a little preview on Monday night. Uh, but that's it, man. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to Plugged In on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. Let me know how I'm doing, man. I'll catch y'all Monday. See you.